one ball, one strike, went out, one run. That kid the bat and kids what he done. Oh yeah, maybe. I don't fucking He's saying you're gonna poop out the carbs that you eat. Yeah. 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 Pretty much. Okay. That's some good shit, man. I do, I do, I will. <laughs> I will say this, uh, like I could always tell when I take a couple days off of like when I just don't seem to eat vegetables for a couple days and then I eat like a salad, like the next morning I can, it's a, it's a, it's a pretty, pretty big difference. The pain medication I think has been making these last few weeks has been making things considerably more challenging for me. Yeah. Opioids. Are, oh my good Lord. It's been excruciating, honestly. Yeah, they're really bad for your, like when I had my knee surgery, like, holy shit, that was, that was not good pooping. No, 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 no. I'm normally, I'm, I, you know, I, I'm looking at my watch thinking, oh, my watch is 30 seconds fast today, you know, but, uh, <laughs> oh dear, the last few days have been really quite painful. It's not, uh, like the constipated maths teacher, I've been working it out with a pencil. Speaking of pooping, we should probably do our introduction now. Where yeah, I was gonna say, oh, yeah. welcome oh, well, to the Croizen cast. This is <laughs> definitely the best opening we've ever done. Yeah. <laughs> uh, forklift here, and with us from uh, the stall to the right is Oleg. Hey, what's up? <laughs> I'm totally picturing us recording this in like a three-stall like public and, restroom, like at some rest stop in Ames, Iowa, or some. Well, and also joining us from me, Lou in Wales, is Tonker. <laughs> Yucky da, you wanker. <laughs> I, I will, <laughs> not, not, not for nothing, uh, when I was in London uh, a couple Septembers ago, uh, I, I feel like we may have actually talked about this. Like they have those things in the middle, like at, at some corners. We were in, um, were we in Soho? We may have been in Soho, but they've got like these bathroom stalls that are just sort of freestanding where you just sort of walk in and take a pee oh yeah oh, and here in i don't know if they have them in london but here in the netherlands we've got ones that come up and pop up out of the ground yeah so I, they're hidden during the day and then in the evening they pop up and it's just a sort of it's a triangular thing and you just stand up close enough to it to yep to shield yourself and everybody else and and uh, away you go they're, they're very handy yeah, it keeps the uh, apparently it keeps the uh, the buildings from uh, exactly. You end up, you yeah. know, otherwise you have your alleyways and doorways and things. Yeah, uh, and I mean, especially in Soho, the price because they drink champagne and it tastes just like Coca Cola. It is exactly like that, Frank. Is that, is that absolutely that, right. Is that the party song? No, it's I, Kinks Lola. Oh, see, I knew Tom. Hence the rhyme with Coca Cola. C O L A Cola. Oh, yeah, okay, oh, yeah, 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 okay, gotcha, 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 all right. So, speaking of shit, let's get on to the Cubs. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, speaking of shit, Tommy Lasorda died. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so, that's, uh, that's something. Yeah. Cole I, just saw, I just saw on Twitter uh, somebody saying, apparently, seriously, um, that... <laughs> Tommy Lasorda was gone too soon, which I thought was uh, stretching the point a little bit, to be honest with you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Gone too soon. I had dinner plans with <laughs> the guys. The guy's been in a home in stretch pants for about the last 10 years, I think, hasn't he? Yeah. So the, only, the only people who think he was gone too soon are people who, you know, he owes them money. <laughs> that, 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 that might be 
<laughs> I, I mean, I'll never forget that uh, that all-star game when he was coaching. I mean, that had to be at least 10 years ago when he couldn't get out of the way of the bat. Oh, that, yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't even remember who the hitter was. Uh, like, he couldn't get out of the way of a bat traveling a mile an hour at him or whatever it was. Like, what the... I mean, it was but he, he got out of it by just he got away from it by just falling over eventually. I think didn't he? Mm-hmm. That was, yeah, something like that. Like he just that yeah, was the one was, the one motion he could manage. <laughs> just, yeah. Well, was falling over. Yeah, the, standing the, up was as much exercise as he'd gotten in four years. Was that Ryan well, Braun? I have a feeling was that Ryan Braun who they let go of that bat? No, wasn't. Uh, was don't don't was make me first, love Ryan Braun. Yeah, right. the, name, <laughs> the best thing that Ryan Braun ever did was chuck a bat at Tommy Lasorda. Uh, I don't know. It was just the, the name that popped into my head when uh, when you mentioned it. So, and quite often when that happens, it's you know it's the right answer. Well, the Philly fanatic outlasts another one. <laughs> awesome. So yeah, there, you want to talk? Yeah, about there's that? a there's a great YouTube video of the Philly fanatic with like a effigy of Tommy Lasorda. <laughs> and he's, he's like kicking the shit out of it on the field, and Lasorda comes out to take it from him because he got—he was legitimately pissed off. Oh, was he really? Yeah. I always thought—I mean, that's a pretty famous thing, a pretty famous video, and I always thought that was an act. Tommy Lasorda is not that good an actor. <laughs> Touche. All right. All right. Now we're getting somewhere. <laughs> okay, it wasn't Ryan Braun. I'm just looking at the video now. I can't see who it is, but it's. Uh... It's clearly not Ryan Braun, so good. Well, all right. I can't see who it is. Never mind. That's all right. I'll, we'll, we'll, I'll look it up after this because now I'm <laughs> I am enjoying Tommy Lasorda falling. You should go and watch this video <laughs> when, the, when the podcast is done because it is hilarious. Uh, it's just flat on his ass. Fantastic. Yeah, it's, it really is wonderful. Mm. I'll, I'll see so, if I can figure out who it is. Back to our terrible baseball. Anyway, yeah, well, whatever. We're, we're avoiding it. <laughs> the I longer, know. We are absolutely avoiding it. The longer we can not talk about the Cubs. The yeah. Um, well, they did do one thing actually right. They hired uh, Boog Scamby as the... I don't know this guy very much, I don't think. I'm not sure I've heard him uh, he, at all. He has been... Well, I actually like Jessica Mendoza, but since, uh, since she left the... Sunday night baseball. He was like the one redeeming thing because uh, for a while it was him. It was Jessica Mendoza and A-Rod. A-Rod was just abysmal. Yeah. And he's terrible. And basically all he did was he waited for Jessica Mendoza to say something and he would just basically parrot whatever she just said. Yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, He's, he's, he's pretty forward thinking. He's, uh, he's, he's, he embraces as much as, uh, you know, as a mainstream pay-by-play guy can embrace uh, analytics and kind of some of the advanced stats and things like that. Um, I think he has a lot more in common with, uh, say, Jason Benetti than he does with um, uh, with Chris Myers. But uh, yeah, he's. I. I. But this is this is a good thing. There was somebody I, I that commented somebody on Facebook is like, oh, who's this guy? Blah blah. I'm like, actually, it's the one thing that the Cubs did do did get right this year so yeah and because he's still gonna do the espn games we're still gonna get stuck with chris myers for 30 games a year yeah yeah i mean it's okay i don't i don't mind listening to uh i don't mind listening to virgil every uh every so often right once a week and when you yeah. say they got it right did they get it right right is there nobody you'd rather have than scamby or is just he's a decent choice well then scully's not available and oh that is a shame len casper's yeah. not available and Jason Benetti's not available. I don't. I, right. I, mean, I, don't I, mean, I don't know my announcers that well. Like I don't listen to. Very rarely would I listen to another team's games enough to have an opinion on their announcers. 
Um, and then, like to me, it's always sort of weird. like you can t announcers are sort of like offensive linemen and umpires. You 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 really only uh, you, you only really want to know that they're there when they fuck up, right? So it's not like it's it, it's it's okay. I, I do think they can add to the to the game, but I just want somebody to call the game for you, right? I, I can see. Yeah, but you know, there's times where, like, especially with the Cubs pitching staff this year, there's got to be some ugly games. Yeah. So you and where a guy like Scambi will come in. Uh, like Len Casper has done in the past, is he and Jim Deshays can at least keep the broadcast entertaining. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Even though the game has gone to shit. That's a good point. That's a good point. I mean, I, I don't know. Like, I don't, uh, you know, kind of looking at at the National League, um, and maybe this is not the segue that you meant to go down, but uh, looking at the National League, I don't, the Cubs still may not be bad. I know the pitching staff has leaves a lot to be desired, and maybe I'm just you know kind of being optimistic uh, or Pollyanna or whatever. But I uh, I do have a little bit of hope. Like if 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 you believe in Kyle Davies from last year, um, and you believe that Alzale can take that next step, and it's a lot of ifs, I get it. But I don't like I I think that there's a chance that they can, especially in that NL Central. I I don't know. I don't know. Like I'd, well, ra I'd, I'd rather I'd rather have good thoughts about it than bad thoughts. Right? Well, the fact that you called Zach Davies Kyle, I was uh, I didn't oh, want to say that. I was <laughs> I, I was sitting here wondering if I'd missed the trade for a guy called Kyle Davies. <laughs> but I think that that goes to the point where you're going to have three guys in the rotation who are all junk, you know, basically junk sure. ballers who rely on location. Sure. And I'm not sure, especially if those guys wind up being your one, two, three starters. Back to back I'm not to back, sure. Yeah. yeah, I'm not sure you'll be able to deceive a team three times in a row like that. No, I, I, I think I agree with you, but that's uh, just because they might be your three best starters. And I'm not convinced that Alec Mills is one of your three best starters. It still doesn't mean that you have to start the ball in a row like that. Right over a 162-game season, there'll be plenty of opportunity to break them up and, and whatever. So yeah, but also over 162 that. games, there's a very good chance with injuries and whatnot, they might wind up in a row. Well, the, the, you, they, know, you might you can plan all you want, but sometimes sure. the events get away from you. No, 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 no. I, I agree. But, it, you know, but at the same time, that also works the other way around, right? It's, it doesn't – like I said, I, I, I don't uh, – I don't know what's going to happen. They still need another starter, quite obviously, right? They need left-handed. They need a left-handed starter. Yeah, which is kind of weird, right? Because there was a time not too long ago where they had like four left-handed starters. Yeah. Um, so it's sort of interesting, right? They went, they went through like the Cubs in the 90s went through this huge period where they didn't have a left-handed starter. And then all of a sudden, you know, they signed Lester and, and, and they had Quintana. So they, then they had like four four left-handed starters in the rotation. Well, yeah, they had Lester, they had Hamels, they had Quintana, yeah. and they had Montgomery. Yep, 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 yep. Uh, uh, I mean, I'm prepared to I'm prepared to accept at a push that the Cubs might not have uh, might not have a disastrous rotation next year. But who here thinks that they are done trading guys away? Oh, if they're not going, me. If they're, if they're, no, exactly. So, I mean, you can put together a half decent rotation. But if the if the rest of the the rest of the the roster is you know schlubs and uh, and and nearly wears and and never wears and well, yeah. you're still going to be winning seventy five games next year if you're lucky, which might be enough to win the National League Central. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, I I don't uh, I don't disagree, but you know until it happens, I don't think we 
I don't, I don't know. Like, I don't know. There's, there's the chance that they may not, right? Like, like I don't know what the market is. They, they may be forced into not trading away anybody else, right? Like, there may not be a market for Chris Bryant. Um, I don't think they have to trade away Wilson Contreras, right? He's not going to save them that much money, and it's not. The Rickies, the Rickies don't have to do anything, but they are going to no, want no. to do anything that will save them some money for the next couple yes. of years. Yes. Yeah. But even um, that point, though, there doesn't necessarily, like, even, you know what I mean? Like, Bryant may just, like, they they're just may not be a market for Chris Bryant. There's always yeah. a market for a guy like that. Of course there is. Well, you just I have think to that, accept a slightly less, um, you know, well, less the first thing, stellar offer. The first thing that has to happen before the, before the Chris market, the Chris Bryant market isn't really set yet, because the first thing that has to happen is the Dodgers have to decide what they want to do. That's the Dodgers... True. You know, Justin Turner is a free agent. If they decide to bring him back and they do that, that changes the entire third base market. If they decide to go elsewhere for a third baseman, then it's basically down to the Cubs and the Rockies for who can, you know, who's going to take whatever package they throw out there. You know, the Rockies can, the Rockies are going to look to trade Arenado. The Cubs are going to look to trade Bryant. Um, The one difference is Bryant still has, some value to the Cubs simply because if they wanted to, they can always put Brian out and left and have David Bodie as your third baseman, which, you know, isn't going to have any pitchers and night sweats, but still it's an option that they do have where, you know, it doesn't cost them. It doesn't cost them any extra money to fill left field. Right. 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 Um, and uh, as far as Contreras goes, you know, I think it's like last year where, uh, last year, I think the Cubs kind of dangled Contreras to see what was out there in the market. Um, and again, right now, teams are going to look at any team that wants a catcher. They could look at Contreras and what it would take to get a guy like him. And at the same time, they can also look at Real Muto and they could just sign Real Muto, not give up any guys. Yeah, but Real Muto is $150 million. Contreras is... There's absolutely no way they're signing him. Why? Why would they do that? Who's they? The Cubs. No, no, I'm not. Is that what you say? No, I'm talking about a team that's looking for a catcher. Right. Okay. Okay, that makes sense. (laughs) I mean, you know, the Phillies, the Mets, the Nationals. um... Well, the Mets have a catcher. They say McCann. Oh, that's right. Good point. Good point. So the Phillies. So are the the Mets? Are the Mets going to be good this year? Yes. Fuck. Yeah. And I think I, I've, I've seen I've seen I've seen things these last couple of days, and I'm thinking, yeah, oh man, the Mets might actually be good this year. I mean, they yeah. they could always met it away, obviously. Well, what, what's you really know, helped them? What's really helped the Mets more than anything else is um, uh, the Cano suspension because that clears up 25 million or so off their yeah. And so, right, yeah, he's not he's not paid then. Yeah, yeah. indeed. Yeah, that is well, a bonus actually. And also, you know. They've got a new owner who has not yet received the MLB owner manual stating that you're not supposed to spend money. Yeah. Yeah. Because right, and a new, new owner wants to come in and make a splash. Yeah, and I am, I am actually pretty certain that before the trade happened, they had a conversation with Lindor's agent about whether or not Lindor would be open to an extension. So they're, Oh, for sure. I, I have a feeling they're going to try to get an extension done. They didn't. They didn't get Lindor to have him be a one-and-done guy. I think so, too, but I also don't know that it's in Lindor's best interest to not see what free agency brings for him. He's still super young, right? He's 
And he's got the same, he and Javier Baez are each other's problem along with Corey Seager and Carlos Correa and Trevor Story. They're all free agents next year. Yeah, but that's also a bunch of teams that are looking for shortstops. And and it's a bunch of kind of high revenue, big market teams. You know, you got, I mean, Houston is what Houston is, but got the Dodgers and now the Bats. Yeah, it's just, it could end up just being a big merry-go-round. Could be. Yeah. Could be. Just and the Cubs, swap, the Cubs swap will, shortstops. Yeah, and the Cubs will just move Horner over to short. Right. The, yeah. The, exactly. The Cubs will the Cubs will uh, lose Baez, and the Yankees will pick up one of the five guys on the free agent market. And yeah, yeah. We have any, everybody else just swaps. The Yankees could very very easily. Yeah. I mean, you're right. Yeah. Basically, every every team's going to throw their keys in a fishbowl. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then the Cubs will go and get on their push bike. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. The, the Cubs will just go to, to the wrong party. That's a that's a hell of a that's a hell of a, don't don't think that analogy escaped me, Fork. That's that's something, man. <laughs> um, and uh, yeah, and you know the rumors floating around about the Cubs and Mets talking about Chris Bryant. You know, maybe that was before the Lindor trade. I don't know if they're still talking. But that would not pretend well for the uh, Jed Hoyer era if his first two big trades are sending away stars for prospects to teams that have already given up a pool of prospects to other teams. So you're basically getting leftovers in both yeah. cases. Well, so with the Mets, I think that's, that's true, except I'll, I'll talk about the Mets in a minute. From the Padres' perspective, that was never going to be an issue because it's, you know, the Padres still have probably one of the top five farm systems in baseball. Even Yeah, because they didn't, give, they didn't give up anybody good for, they gave up one huh. good guy for Snell. And I mean, maybe the guys they gave up for Darvish will be good someday, yeah. but they're all years away. Right. Sure. For sure. For sure. Now from a Mets perspective, if the Bryant thing really is true, the Mets have to do something with JD Davis in order to make, Chris Bryant work right. Their their outfield is pretty full. Either they either the Cubs get back JD Davis or or Brandon or Brandon is that his first name or Nimmo, um, or or the where the Mets don't really have a place for Bryant. Yeah. Well, the Mets now all of a sudden have a second base. Uh, I guess they also have a second base um, uh, uh, vacancy. So here's a question: something you've just you've just. Um made me think about so Hoyer is Hoyer is a new uh president of baseball uh, operations or whatever his job title is um if that were anybody else if that was somebody coming in from outside the organization they'd get a they'd get a honeymoon period they'd get a grace period a a year or two to sort their shit out and get the cubs on the road but does Hoyer get the same thing i get i think not Not. probably yeah no, but it's not because good. because he's been he's been involved as general manager in getting to this point, so he doesn't get to start again as a president of baseball operations. Right? right, and the fact that you know he was a he was a big part of building the world championship team. So yeah, he does not get a you know his fingerprints are all over this team. This this is Jed Hoyer's team as much as it was Theo Epstein's. So no, he gets no honeymoon period at all. We should probably, you know, call his secretary and just let him know that, you know. All right. Well, Yeti, we'll let Yeti know. He's uh, probably sitting at a truck stop somewhere. 
<laughs> Do we know who he own, is? He's in his, I have no idea. He's in a stall on a truck stop, crunching one out. It should be Dustin. The glamorous, the glamorous life of a fully croisoned podcast. Oh, I don't know right. what, what I even call ourselves. We do, idiot, <laughs> moron. Yeah, moron. We are, we are, we are podcast personalities. Is, oh, is that? What we are? <laughs> That's what I'm. St- I'm sticking. Finally, to finally, I've achieved my dream of becoming a <laughs> podcast personality. When I was a little tonk, my mum and dad would say to me. Tonk, what do you want to be when you grow up? And I'd say, a podcast personality, please, mum. They're like, what the fuck's a podcast? <laughs> yeah, bear in mind, this was 19, 1977. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. then, then his parents would hand him a broom, point him at the chimney. Yeah. <laughs> oh, God, Frank. Yeah. Oh, yes, podcast personality. I like that. I'm getting business cards printed up. <laughs> so Lindor, right? Yeah. Um, he gets potentially to spend the rest of his career or a very significant part of the rest of his career as a Met. Mm-hmm. If he if they if they come up with a deal and you're Francisco Lindor, do you sign a I don't know, say eight year deal, nine year deal, something like that? to be a Met for that length of time, knowing what you know about the Mets? I don't think, I don't, I'm not sure that players uh, necessarily, I, I, don't, I don't think that's part of the equation for players. For them, it's what is the number in front of the two zeros before the million part? Yeah, not to mention, I mean, a, there are a lot worse things to be in the world than a millionaire Puerto Rican baseball player in New York. Living City. in New York, yeah. You know, because uh, you know there are there's a lot of Bariqua neighborhoods there, and they are all baseball fans, and they they will just hitch their wagon to Francisco Lindor. I mean, the other thing is, I don't necessarily like I, you know, it's kind of easy to make fun of the Mets, and and it's 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 warranted. It but, really is easy, and I enjoy it very much. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but these guys, like from a baseball perspective, we're just going to think about this from an objective baseball perspective. They're, they're, they're in pretty good shape, uh, especially considering that they have a new owner who's willing to go out, you know, who's now become literally the richest owner in baseball. Yeah. Uh, they, they didn't hire Sandy Alderson to do any sort of rebuild, so they're going to throw money at, 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 at people, um, at players, and whatever, man. Like, I, I think that, you know, the, the Braves are young and good. The Phillies are still pretty good. Um, the Marlins have some good things going on for them, but that that National League East is, uh, you know, the, the Mets the Mets are playing up to to the National League East, or they're spending up to the National League East, unlike our our favorite baseball. And don't be don't be terribly surprised if at some point Washington gives Jed oh. Hoyer a call to talk about Chris Bryant too. Yes, 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 because the Mets just dubbed the Annie. Yeah, and I I, I will say this. Uh, the one, the one good thing that the Cubs have going for them is that there don't seem to be. I mean, Justin Turner's thirty-six years old, right? I, I get that he's a really, really good ball player, but if he's really out there looking for a four-year contract, it really doesn't. Uh, it's it's not the worst thing in the world for other teams to come calling for Chris Bryant when you only have to make a one-year commitment to him, even if it is a twenty-million. Yeah, his agent is not reading the room if he thinks he can get Justin Turner four years. Well. 
did, certainly can ask, right? It's not even. Yeah, ask, ask any getting. I'm sure any any general manager who calls and says, "Hey, uh, what are you guys looking for for Justin?" And they as soon as they don't even get to the number, they just say four years, and there's laughter. Yeah, yeah, no, no, sure, sure. Was I, he 36? 36. Yeah. 36. Yeah, he's not getting four years. Never in a million yeah. years. But but that's sort of the point, right? It's it's do you do you sign Justin Turner, even if it's two years, you know, for two and thirty or whatever, or do you give twenty million dollars for a year of Chris Bryant and see what happens? Like, what's the right? What's that? I have point? to say, whatever happens to to KB, I'll be I won't be okay with it because the Cubs, as previously discussed, the Cubs Cubs should not be doing this. They should be no, no. on and building on on these fantastic players that they've managed to amass over the last few years. But assuming for a moment that he's leaving, and I assume he is, um, as long as it's not the fucking Dodgers, I can live with it. But Jesus Christ, if he spends the rest of his career beating the shit out of the Cubs on the Dodgers, it's that is going to be a bitter pill to swallow, boys. You know what? If he comes into Wrigley Field and hits four home runs in a game, I will be the person in the stands starting the "fuck the Ricketts" chant. Yeah, I mean, I was, I was in the, I was in the fucking ballpark when Kike Hernandez hit three home runs off of them in the in the playoffs. Yeah, but Kike Hernandez was never a Cub. Well, well, no, no, but I'm just saying, like, fuck that shit. I mean, you think about, you think about the fact that in the entire history of the Chicago Cubs, only one person has ever won. Rookie of the Year, MVP, and the World Series as a member of the Cubs. As a third baseman for the Cubs, for God's sake. Yes. The historic, I mean, you think about the position historically that the Cubs have not been able to fill since Ron Santo retired, for God's sake. Okay. Well, a, they, a they actually, they filled it perfectly right after Ron Santo got, they traded Ron Santo to the White Sox. They filled the position perfectly, but because Bill Madlock had a white wife, they traded him to San Francisco. Okay. Bill Madlock should have been the Cubs' third baseman for the next 12 years after right. after they traded Santo away. But uh, honestly, for the yeah, back to your point, for the Cubs to be yeah. letting that walk or trading that away for you know a bag of balls is just criminal. It's criminal, is what it and, is. And you know, basically, if you look at his career, every year he's been healthy. He's been a superstar. He's if he's healthy, he is a 900 OPS player. He will give you five wins over replacement. And yeah, yeah, but that's what you dial in. That's a standard healthy Chris Bryant year. Yeah, yeah, but at this point, that's a big if. Like we're not talking about about a knee or an Achilles or or whatever, right? We're we're talking about like they're not freak injuries. These there's no they can't they may not be chronic things, and I they may not be. But it just keeps happening, right? It's a wrist. It's a back. It's a, it's a shoulder. Well, Anthony Rizzo. Right. Well, and it could be one of these things, too, where the best thing to happen to Chris Bryant might be to get him away from the Cubs medical staff. Yeah. I mean. Because they, they are sending him out there hurt. They're sending him out there. He's not healing properly. And therefore, he's not productive. And they've done the same thing with Javier Baez. He appears to have some sort of problem with his blink reflex as well, Chris Bryant. <laughs> I, don't know you, I don't know if you've noticed that well i will if somebody I, can sort that out for him maybe as at well. the end of the day what may work in the cubs favor if they're if they're committed to this whatever it is that they're doing 
um, is the fact that there are teams out there who can use Chris Bryant and that they're not a lot of third basemen on the market. And if your competition is, like I said, assigning Justin Turner to something, to that kind of a contract, then you've got, um, then you've got the, uh, there, there's, there's, there's something you can get back for. Then, then, then that's what brings value, right? All you need is two teams to. to yeah. And, you know, it's whatever team it is, it's every team has the same three options. You either sign Turner, you trade for Arenado, who trade for one year of Arenado, trade for one year of Bryant. Well, it may not be one year of Arenado. If Arenado has another year like he did last year, and if, and if he really is uh, uh, kind of a member or, or if he really is a product of Coors Field a little bit, and, and I'm not suggesting he is. He's really good. But if he really is a product of Coors Field, then you're talking about paying him $200 million over the next, what is it, eight years without him opting out or without him being very good. There's inherently, there's way more risk in Arenado. Even if you believe that Arenado is better than Bryant, there's way more risk in a team trading for Arenado than there is for Bryant. And the, and the Rockies don't really have, uh, um, I mean, they, they're, they're, they're kind of stuck. They're not, they're, you know, a team may give up less for Arenado, but holy shit, $200 million is a lot of money to these guys, apparently. It's, that's the that's the annoying thing actually is it's not but right yeah you know right. they're, they're pretending it is right whereas you can trade for bryant even if you give up you know an asset or if you, if you give up something pretty good for bryant you're really talking about this idea of you know if, if he's not as good as he is in a year he's certainly not going to cost 200 million dollars over the next eight and i think yeah, I think a lot of people are having that conversation indeed. I think you're right. And like I said, there's there's teams who need them, right? There's, you know, besides the Dodgers and the Nationals, and um, even if they were talking to the Mets and they may not be anymore, there's there's teams who can, who can definitely use Chris Bryant. Oh, yeah. And his versatility will help. And, and so... Yeah, because, yeah, Bryant can, you know, Arenado's a third baseman, and that's what he is. Bryant mm -hmm. can play the outfield. Mm -hmm. Um you know, in either case, you could always look at the guy as a DH, but why in the world would you have Arenado's glove as a DH? Right. Yeah. You know, Bryant, Bryant's an adequate third baseman. Um, I actually haven't – I don't have the numbers in front of me to know if he's above average, below average, or average. This is what we need Yeti for. <laughs> he's the numbers man. He really is. Mm. Uh, I don't know. Like, I, it's, there's um... – like I said, if, 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 if they're committed to this, they can, they can, they, there's definitely value in these players and it's just a matter for any team, right? It's not, it's not negotiating with one team. And even though that's what the rumors are, they did with the Padres. Um, there's certainly, there's certainly teams that, that can use them. And, I, and that, that's fine. Right? Here's the thing. If yeah. you're talking about a one-year deal for somebody, anybody, you don't do anything about that yet, surely. Because who knows if there's even going to be a year? Uh, there's going to be there's going to be baseball. And Ian Happ was he got I don't know if it was on his podcast or if he was interviewed. You know he's the Cubs player rep, and uh, he said that right now they're playing on starting on time and doing a full season. I mean, and even if it's not, even if it gets delayed, it's not going to get delayed by the same. No, you're not going to have a sixty game season again. Maybe you go down to 154 games or whatever. Right. And, you know, just like how 
professional sports teams miraculously got uh, tests before everybody else, uh, professional sports teams will now miraculously get vaccines before everybody else. Yeah, that might be some. <laughs> so, yeah, every, every player in Major League Baseball will be vaccinated probably during spring training. So, um, so really quickly, uh, I did want to bring up one other point, and I think we've, we've kind of talked about this. Um, what do we, uh, well, have you guys seen this news from, uh, from literally this morning, right? We're, we're recording this on, uh, on January 8th, in case anybody waits two weeks to listen to this. Um, where the, the news this morning about uh, uh, that Angels Clubhouse guy coming out with the cheating scandal and how yeah and tyler chatwood was one of the players named oh was he really i, I haven't seen yeah. anything about this what's what have, what have they been doing so the angels uh the angels had a clubhouse guy who's apparently had been there for like 40 years like a like an old-time clubhouse guy and they fired him because what they realized or, or what mlb told them was that he was concocting these sort of uh substances that pitchers could put on their hands but it wasn't just for the yeah, end to make right. Yeah. Any player could go to him and say, help me with a sticky situation. Yeah. That was the code. Yeah. And that was literally, so, so what they did was he, he came out, he has a text message that he gave to the press from Garrett, from Cole, Garrett Cole asking him to make one of these substances for him saying how would saying furthermore saying what Cole's been, he's going to some cold weather cities and what he's been using has been locking up in the cold. So he needs something that doesn't do that. Right. Yeah. Oh dear. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I know. So I didn't see that Chatwood was one of them. That's kind of, that's interesting. Like why would chat like when, when did the Cubs, Oh, I guess the Cubs did go to Anaheim. Uh, what was in 2016? Oh, chat. But if yeah. they're all, if they're all cheating, how do they manage to be so bad year after year? Well, but it's not, so that's the thing. Well, there's cheating and there's cheating correctly. Right. <laughs> cheating effectively. Yes. It's, it's not necessarily, it wasn't necessarily just the angels. That's, that's the point. Oh, okay. Right. Sorry, yeah. No, this guy was, he was, a provider for the entire league. And I'm sure there were other guys in other clubhouses doing similar things, but this is just the guy that got singled out. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I mean, this, this isn't a, a massive surprise to any of us. I, I don't I think. I mean, Trevor Bauer has been hinting at it for years. Yeah. Well, he's just been talking about uh, the Astros. The Astros. Yeah. It's beyond, it's beyond hinting. I think with Trevor Bauer, he's, yeah. Uh, you know, yeah. There's nothing subtle about Trevor Bauer. <laughs> Yeah, but it's it's uh, it's very yeah. So so that's uh, it. Just came out this morning, <laughs> this morning, and it's uh, it'll make for an interesting story. We'll see. What I mean, I I think in general terms, and I look at um, I know we've had discussions about this in the past, Oleg. I look at this in the way I look at cycling. If you're not cheating, you're getting beaten by the guy who is. Right. Um, well, that was always that was always the point. That, like I, I never cared about the whole PED thing and the steroids thing, right? But that was always the thing is that if you're, you know, it, it, it forces those who don't want to do it into doing it. And yeah, that's right. One issue that I always had with that, I never really gave a shit about anybody using whatever they want to use, right? My whole point is, you know, Babe Ruth played without ACL surgery and air conditioning, and if that's, you know, the Granted, that's mitigated by him also not playing against black players. But if that's the, you know what I mean? It, it's hard to kind of, where's that line in the sand between uh, between just a baseball procedure or not, right? Tommy John surgery. Like if all of a sudden, you know, Sandy Koufax, and I don't know what, what was up with Sandy Koufax, but if you had Tommy John surgery in the 1950s, how many, 
how many players would have had, how many pitchers would have had in their careers extended and have been better at it. So that's sort of the thing is that you're right. If you're not, if you're not cheating, then, then you're losing to the guy who is. And yeah, it's, that's kind of a, you have to assume that the guys well, the old, who are the old top saying of the game is, yeah. are, are cheating. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, there's an old saying, if you ain't cheating, you ain't trying. Right. At least, at least with, with steroids, you can point to, you know, at, at the end of the day, it's a pitcher versus a hitter. So at least you can point to if both of them were in steroids. There's at least some sort of a level playing field. But something like this, and again, like, I, I don't know, you still have to throw the ball, right? You still have to pitch the ball. You still have to understand where the ball is going. You get an extra inch drop. I get that that's a big deal, right? That's, that's a big deal. That's what clubs are now going after. Um, but with, you know, that, that's, that, that to me might be a bit of a different thing than if somebody is, uh, than, than, you know, steroids where both of the competitors are. are I mean, I think I'm mostly annoyed, really, that, you know, guys like Ruben Cavedo didn't get this Angels <laughs> Club guy, Clubhouse guy's number. Yeah. <laughs> and turn All into right. a phenom, you know. So we're, we're down to one minute left. Thank um, God for that. Yeah, the Cubs still need one starting pitcher, and they're probably going to have to go outside the organization to get him. Who do you think it's going to be? Oleg? I fuck if I know. No, no idea. Some schlub from somewhere. I mean, believe it or not, I want it to be Trevor Bauer, but that's not going to happen. No. Yeah, I, my hunch is it's going to be Quintana. Yeah, I, I well, he'd yeah. make a lot of sense. He would make a lot of sense. I wouldn't yeah. doubt if it was Lester and you know, just fucking go with it. But Lester's not coming to this shit show. Yeah, what, what has he got? No, to- he's got far better things to do, I think. Well, does he? I mean, it's it's going out there every fifth day, doing something that you love, you get paid a few million bucks for it, nobody else is gonna sign him, whatever. Yeah. Like it said, I like I said, I don't think players necessarily care about that sort of stuff, but well, I think maybe if you're John Lester and you're looking towards your Hall of Fame credentials, 